I'm Jake Thompson, and this is the Better Than Yesterday podcast. What's up, competitors? Happy Tuesday. I hope the month of June has started strong for you. Man, we're almost halfway through 2017. Can you believe it? I feel like just yesterday was January, and and now all of a sudden we're in June, middle of the heat and blistering summer in Texas. But man, there's still so much time left in this year to reach the goals that you've set, to do the things you want to accomplish. And if for some reason you've fallen short of a goal already, you still have seven months to either get back after it, still time to achieve it, or if it's a goal for 2018, you get a head start on competing for it right now. There's no time for whining. There's no time for pity parties. There's only time to compete. So I'm going to encourage you with that. As this week, I get to bring in Dr. Darren Martin. Darren and I got connected through a mutual friend, Jason DeMeo, who sat next to Darren on a flight back from Asia. The two guys got to talking, had a great conversation, and, and immediately Jason's reaching out to me of you got to connect with Darren. Darren is telling him to connect with me. And so the two of us had the opportunity to grab coffee, talk shop. Uh, I was a, a guest on his podcast show, the Darren Martin show, where we just sat around a table and talked a little bit about the compete message. And so today I get to bring him on. I came over to his house. We're going to sit down with a cup of coffee, talk about a couple of his books and, and really this idea of leaving the world a better place than when you found it. And what are some things that we can do each and every day to be better, but as well leave our space, our community, our relationships better. Um, I think this is one of the more fun conversations I've had because Darren and I just get to sit at the table and jam. So I hope you find some value. I hope you enjoy this conversation uh, with Dallas's own Dr. Darren Martin. Dr. Darren Martin is with us today. How are you this morning? I am fantastic. You tell me I get to hang out with the great Jake. I'm, uh, I'm awesome. Cinco de Mayo as well. Uh, no tequila or margaritas kicking us off just yet. I totally spaced that. I do have uh, some Modelo Especial in the fridge <laughs> if, you, if you want to break one of those open. 10 a.m. maybe a little early for <laughs> yeah, us just today. Just a tad. Uh, well, I wanted to get you on the show. I had the opportunity to get on your show, and, and we got connected through a mutual friend, Jason DeMeo, and um, I found out we had a lot of mutual friends. And so uh, you've written a number of books. We've chatted about them. And so first, I'm going to have you introduce yourself, and then I want to dive in and share a little bit more on some of your work. Okay, awesome. So uh, Darren Martin, obviously, got a PhD in psychology, ran my own business for 20 years. Uh, About 10 years ago, went into the consulting uh, route. And about a year ago, well, much earlier, I started publishing a year ago, but started writing about uh, my experiences being in and out of bunch of companies, Fortune 500, small mom and pop. And uh, so I put out crazy, but four books in the last year, two last February and two this February. I'm on a roll. <laughs> you are. And they're, I love the fact that they're not bite-sized, but they're shorter. I mean, some of them are like the one we want to talk about today, The Sink, is super quick, easy read. The content is deep, but it's 
brief. That's the shortest of all of them. I haven't actually timed the read, but I want to say you can probably read that book in 12 minutes. It's a, it's a really, it's, that one's more of a teaching tale. I mean, the other ones are also brief. I think the audio books on the other ones come out at about an hour and 15 minutes, something like that, if you just read it. Uh, but yeah, the sink is short and sweet and it's intended to be that way. Just a little teaching tale about leaving things better than you found it. And so what inspired you to start writing and then obviously writing on a roll to crank out that many that quick? So the, the writing, as I said, began a long time ago, really what jumped me uh, off in the direction of starting to put them out was I went through a bit of an epiphany three, four years ago and I decided I was tired of talking about what I was going to do and I wanted to start doing it. Uh, and so I just set some deadlines and just set my mind on, okay, you know, forget it. I, I have a uh, buddy who says production before perfection, and I can be one of those guys who just keeps tweaking and working on it. So I, I started, I started moving things along. And what I discovered was when you, when you actually start working on it, it comes together. It, it you know, it's that thinking about working on it. So uh, I, I put a couple books out last year, Whiteboard and a company of owners. They've, they've both uh, done well in their own right. Uh, company of owners is a bit of a beast. It's really resonating. Uh, and then I already had two more in the, in the bucket, you know, not ready to go, but that I worked on over the last year and then was able to put out in February. And two more and two more and two more coming after that. I don't know why I'm releasing two books at a time. I'm not sure I even recommend it, but it just seems to be happening that way that I've always got a couple of different projects. Well, I mean, it's funny because we talk about momentum and things like that. And for a lot of people, they sit and wait for that motivation to come and magically strike them before they take action. And then you find though, you find the motivation and the inspiration once you start taking action and obviously taking two books at a time, you're starting to write and then everything just starts flowing and flowing and flowing and you've got multiple ideas and pieces of content and development. Just producing, I'm working on a deal now where you start the morning by writing three pages and it, of anything. doesn't. I mean, it could be gibberish. Uh, and what's emerging out of that is a completely different direction. I'm writing, as it turns out, a short story book. Uh, that's news breaking <laughs> right here, Jake. Other than my yeah. wife, you're the first person to hear that. But these short stories just started kind of flowing out of me. I can't say enough about just the grit of sitting down and doing it. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you've read the book, and I'm blanking on the author's name, but The, the War of Art... I've not. It's on my shelf. Oh my! It's on my list to read this year. Man, it's such a great push for people who want to produce something and want to, you know, in the art space, the literature space, the book space, whatever it may be. Um, and he just talks about, you know, hey, you've got to suck it up and do it, and you know, just just grind it out sometimes. But it will it will come to you if you will do the work, put the work in. I love that. We I saw an article on. A number of people were sharing it on Facebook. I think it's from russellberger.com. But he was talking about Instagram and being basic. And basic doesn't get you the likes and popularity on Instagram. But you see all these fitness celebrities. And he was using uh, you know, CrossFit and, and bodybuilders in that space of showing cheat meals and pumps at the gym. But that's not what got them to that point. It's that basic going in, doing the work, eating the chicken and broccoli, like to just grind. Right. Just like on the author side, like it's getting up and writing every single morning to perfect that craft that everybody sees the book. They see you out speaking. They see that the perks of all the work you've put in behind the scenes, but it's that daily grind that's not 
flattering or popular that most people don't want to do that gets you to that point? Yeah. So people ask me, uh, in fact, I'm, I'm starting a mastermind group for people who want to write a book just because I get this and you, you probably get similar questions, but I get, you know, three or four times a week, somebody will hit me up and say, Hey, I want to write a book. What, what advice do you have for me? And if, if I'm doing the shorthand version, my advice comes in one word, write. You know, I mean, people will get all prepped up and, you know, what do I have to do? What program should I use? Is it better to write? Just write. Just start writing uh, this, this, uh, the writing I'm doing by hand. I've never written a book by hand tomorrow, but that's kind of uh, uh, tomorrow. I don't know where that came from. I've so never, that's your writing. So when you're yeah. writing three pages every morning, it's by it's, hand. You're it's not It's by hand. I got my, you know, nifty fountain pen. I'm a huge fountain pen fan and I'm just scratching it out. And it's, it's amazing to watch that process. Now, obviously I'll go back, clean that up and, and produce it. But it's imagine it, it, you know, it's amazing what flows when you sit down and just actually start doing the same is true on the computer. I, uh, I do a lot of my writing on the plane. Uh, I've got dedicated time. I'm just sitting there, so might as well produce something. And, and you know, when I write, then I write. It starts to, it starts to develop and flow. And the, the beautiful part about the time we live in is it doesn't have to be perfect on the front end. You, you know, you've got copy, edit, paste, you know, all sorts of tools that when you were writing a book by hand before and that was going to be the final deal, then, you know, it probably required a little different level of thinking. But produce, production before perfection, as I said, you know, just uh, start doing something. I love that. The perfect time will never appear. You just start taking action and things start to happen. I want to talk about The Sink. And I loved the book. Like we mentioned earlier, it's 12 minutes. It would be if it was an audio book. It's like a podcast episode. But you mentioned briefly, it's about making the world uh, a better place than when you came into it. Um, tell us what inspired you to write that book. Um, and then I definitely have multiple copies I'm going to be giving away to listeners of the show. Um, but I want you to share kind of the heart and a little bit of message behind it so we can kind of pique their interest. Okay, awesome. So uh, what inspired me to write the book was an incident that happened to the co-author. Uh, so Walter Nussbaum was walking, uh, he was in an airport bathroom. He walks into the door and there's this guy, you know, well-dressed, he's in like a suit and a tie, and he's just pulled some paper towels out, washed his hands, and he's wiping down the, the counter, right, all of the, the water on the, on the sink. And Walter comes in and makes some crack like, hey, you know, they sure have well-dressed help around here. And the guy just kind of laughs a little bit and then, you know, just smiles and says, uh, well, you know what they say, why not leave it better than you found it? So the guy walks out, Walter does his business and comes, washes his hands. He gets a paper towel and guess what Walter does? He's wiping down the sink and he says he's done that ever since then. I mean, it started him on this, this path. So he told me the story and of course then, you know, I started picking up the habit. Uh, so I called Walter one day and I, I, I took Austin Cleon's book, Steal Like an Artist, very literally. <laughs> so I called Walter up one day and I said, hey, Walter, we wrote a book. And he said, we did. And I said, yeah, it's called The Sink. This <laughs> 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 is the easiest way to write a book, right. right? Get somebody else's content. You do some of the heavy lifting. So I said, yeah, you know, I put this thing together and I, I think it's amazing. And I said, I, you know, I think it's about leaving the world better than you found it. What if we all did that? Um, you know, the punchline kind of of the book, it, it just came into my head, but the, you know, what if we were all to, you know, leave the world better when we found it, blah, blah, blah. And it goes on. And then the last line of the book, I, I think is uh, now go find your sink. Cause obviously it's a metaphor. It's not just about bathroom sinks, but it's about 
people, places, things. I, I have since been much more cognizant since that book came out of the way, for example, I leave a hotel room. It's really easy to just go, hey, the maid's coming. She's yep. going to clean it up. She's, and, you know, you got trash everywhere. And how much does it take to kind of take that stuff, put it in the trash can? Um, so certainly environments it applies to. And we talk about that. Uh, I, I, I try to clean up messes and I, you know, the, 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 the platinum standard in the book, it's, it's one thing to clean up your own mess. It's an even bigger kind of a sink mentality to clean up other people's messes instead of like, ah, who did this? Well, okay. Who cares who left all that on the table at the, you know, restaurant, fast food restaurant, you can, you can pick it up for them. And it, it just changes for me. It's a, it's a deal changer in attitude about the way we leave things. I think even more importantly, though, uh, than the physical environment, uh, and obviously that would also get into all sorts of environmental things, you know, planting flowers in the front of your house that everybody can enjoy and, you know, doing things like that. But I think it applies even more to the way we leave people. Uh, are people more energized, more passionate about life, feeling better about themselves when they walk away from interacting with us? Or are they dragged down, defeated, you know, feeling less happy about life? And to me, that's where the real kicker comes in. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's, that's something I've gathered, obviously, from our interactions that you're just very aware of and, and attuned to and try to do. And I loved the metaphor of the sink because it's very simple. I mean, literally taking the paper towels, cleaning a sink uh, after you wash your hands is something so basic that too often I think many of us get trapped in the mindset that we can't do everything. Mm -hmm. So we can't, we don't do anything. Right. Um, instead of just focusing on what you immediately touch, control, who you interact with on a day to day basis, you can impact and influence those people in a very simple manner that can positively impact or influence how they spend the rest of their day. Yeah, exactly. By the way, the, the, probably the only time I don't do that when I'm in a bathroom, they said, well, there are two, I've hit a snag. <laughs> there are bathrooms that only have the blow dryers yep. and you're just flat yeah, out of luck. There's nothing you can do. Uh, but the only other time I don't do it is when uh, I happen to be in a bathroom with Walter because I'll wad up the paper towels and throw them on the floor. Just, <laughs> just to see. <laughs> just, just, he's like, Martin, you can't do that. We wrote a book about this. Um, but yeah, you know they they actually did an experiment. I think this is in uh, it's maybe in a company of owners, but they did an experiment in a company, and they took a well traveled hallway and wadded up a piece of paper, threw it in the floor, and then just watched person after person walk by, and it was that rare individual who stopped, picked up the piece of paper, went to the trash can, threw it away, and then they went and interviewed that person, said, "Hey, why'd you do that?" And and invariably they said something like, "Hey, this is my house. This is my place. This is my company." You know, we got to take care of, 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 of this. And uh, that's just a completely different mindset than I think most people have grown accustomed to. Uh, we don't treat the people around us like, like we're stewards of, of who they are and, and how they experience life. We don't treat environments like, you know, it's ours. And people go, oh, well, I don't own the company. Why, you know, big deal. No, that, that's not the point. The point is that we do, and we are coexisting together, and the better we leave it for the people behind us, the better off we all are. Absolutely, and that, that actually brings us kind of to the other book I wanted to talk about is, you mentioned the, the person that picked it up mentioned that this is my home, this is ours, and, and that's a, a central theme in a lot of the work you do with the company of owners and your other books of 
the ownership throughout the team, that it's an hour, we're in this together kind of thing. Beached Whale, I enjoyed because it was a compare and contrast book. Yeah. The whole time. And so you'd read something about what a beached whale is from a corporate standpoint and then what it would look like differently. What could it look like? What it is and what it could be. Um, what inspired you to write that book? And how have you found that approach, that thinking on a corporate side is also translated to you individually or you've seen in others individually? Oh, oh yeah, huge. Of course, the book is almost exclusively corporation, but it there are huge connections for who we are as people. So, um, yeah, it's called Beach Whale, Learning to Swim in the New Ocean. As I talk about, hey, the world as we know it is over. And if you're operating business as usual, you miss the memo. And, you know, my favorite, the very first, and it goes, as you said, it's a, it's a uh, beached, unbeached, like it goes back and forth. The first indicator you're a beached whale company is if you walk around and there's a Dilbert cartoon on every cubicle, right? And here's how you unbeach. Go find out what people are trying to tell you, what's wrong, so forth. Well, it, the same is true for us as individuals. And, and it's it's been a tricky little book because people hear beached whale and they get all sorts of other connotations. And I realized the other night, I don't know why you're getting all my epiphanies on this show. That's just how good you are, Jake, as an interviewer. But... Um, the other night, my, my wife and I were sitting outside and, and she was talking about it and we just had this epiphany. I, I titled the book wrong instead of beached whale. It should have been unbeach. The happy whale that's on the back cover should have been on the front cover because we sell solutions, not yeah. problems. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, people want to, people don't want to feel bad about where they are. They want to know how to get somewhere else. And I mean, you know, you get this with obviously what you do, you inspire and encourage people on a, on a regular basis. Love the shirt, by the way, Thank that you. you sent me. And I love the fact that it's got this little coded message on yeah. the inside of the back. And it, it, it's, it's amazing. It's just a super soft. I was, I wore it like for five days the other day <laughs> yes. until it started stinking. So, um, but the, you know, beached whale people, there's an old adage, grow or die. Yep. Uh, and people just, you know, you're, you're a beached person if you're still doing everything the same way, with the same attitudes, with the same level of thinking, in the same manner that you've done it for the last 20 years. And you get the same results. And you get the same results. We're not intended to be that way. Uh, we are intended to be vibrant life. We are the light of the world. We're intended to be growing and developing and constantly, you know, elevating our game. It's a, you know, it's like reading. I talk to people who don't read. I, I mean, I can't tell you how much reading changes me, changes yes. me. Readers are leaders and a big fan of it. But there are a lot of individuals out there that are just stuck. They're stuck in, um, you know, pause mode of the way they ended up being and life sucks and they're just down about everything or whatever the case may be. Uh, and you don't want to be that way. That's, that's like a incredible, you know, animal, like a, a whale that is capable of, you know, beautiful things in the ocean when it's set free. But when it's sitting on a sand dune, it's just stuck. Sounds like we've got a sequel to Beach Dwell, and you'll just do it the reverse. You'll put the back on. I mean, there, it's you've got a, a part two. I, I haven't talked to my publisher yet and a printer, but it's just it's going to be a, it's just going to be a reprint at some okay. point when I when I get get all of the beached whales out the door and do a reprint. I just did on a company of owners. I got to make some changes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna completely flip flop that. Oh, I love it. So, speaking of unbeaching yourself and constantly looking for ways to grow and learn and and develop what do you do on a daily 
or monthly basis to ensure that you're constantly growing personal life? So a couple of things. One is when I am able to, which is pretty much any time we're home, I try to guard and protect those early mornings. Uh, I like to get up as early as I can. Uh, best days are when it's, you know, before the sun is up. That's yep. not, doesn't always happen that way. And I just carve out some time, I come down, make coffee, bring a cup of coffee up. And then I've got a big stack of uh, books that are more um, oriented around kind of who we are, our spirit, kind of who we are as people. They're not business books. These are just, you know, things to get your brain and, and uh, uh, heart kind of aligned and going in the same direction. And they're, you know, kind of all over the map, subject matter-wise. But I'll, I'll read. So talk about reading. I've been doing this writing thing yep. that I, I, I told you, getting some, some alignment out of that. And then throughout the day, looking for opportunities to learn. Um, I've, got a, I've got a picture in whiteboard, and it says uh, B-A, and then it's got a question mark, not an exclamation point. And most people, and I've found myself being this way at times, are exclamation points. I know what I know what I know. That's my opinion on this. That's the way it is. Yeah. You know, this is the way things are. Uh, I actually just did a 15-minute um, uh, uh, broadcast for a very large, uh, one of the big four accounting firms. And it's about uh, inclusion and collaboration and just getting outside that narrow little box that we can get in yeah. where, we, where we think about things in a certain way. So. You know, the biggest thing for me is being more curious than dogmatic about new things, new people, new ideas. And I find that that uh, is a much more fulfilling way to live. And I also, I, I, I grow more as a person when I'm listening to other people instead of just, no, this is wrong. Um, I like that. I'll have to send you, there's an interview with Tom Bilyeu, who's one of the co-founders of Quest Nutrition, and he's launched his own brand, Impact Theory, and doing videos. But I've heard him speak at a couple of events over the last really month, and he talked about for a majority of his life, he was so focused on being rich, having a six-pack, and being right. And it wasn't about learning. It wasn't about growing in that area. He just wanted to be smart and right. And it finally led him into a position with his company and his two partners where he was adamant about convincing him he was right, even though it wasn't best for the company. Mm, and when he wow. finally convinced him, he was like, shit. Man. He was like, I, I got him to tell me I'm right. And this is the right position, but this is not best for us. Ooh, and so you it, could be so right and so wrong. And so I've, been, I have, I've had those moments. And it changed. I think that moment, I don't know what ended up coming out of it. He's never really shared the details. But that moment just flipped him. And he was like, from that point on, he wanted to just be a learner. He was like, I don't yeah. care if I'm the smartest person in the room. It's okay if you tell me I don't know it because then I can go learn it. No, look, if you, uh, I say, I came up with this a while back, but if you're the smartest person in the room, if, if you think you consistently are, eventually you'll be the only person in the room. <laughs> uh, and I, another thing I came out with, and this is just, you know, based on experiences, but beware the person who's always the teacher, never the student. Yep. And uh, now the only thing I do agree with him on in terms of a life ambition is uh, having a six pack. Oh, yeah. wait, you mean the other kind of six pack? Yes, yes. You mean not, the Jake kind of no, six pack? No, the, the yeah. Cinco de Mayo. Sure, the don't kid yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the Cinco de Mayo kind of six pack. That's not what he meant. I got it. He, uh, but yeah, it's, he, he's a fascinating character. But I'll, I'll remember that because I was like, man, that's a great lesson. Um, and it just goes back to the idea of constantly growing. 
And if yeah. you think you're the smartest person in the room, you're, you're obviously not, and you're selling yourself a little short of what you could be and that growth. Um, I love that. This has been fine. So if people want to connect, maybe somebody's listening and they're like, man, I want to learn more. What maybe my team or company can learn from this guy, or people just want to start following you to learn from you and connect. Where are the best places for them to find you online or on social media? So uh, the key is just spell my first name right. And thank you to my parents for giving me a little odd spelling <laughs> helps in the age of social media. Right. But it's uh, D-A-R-E-N and then Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. Uh, so it's DarrenMartin.com. I have a podcast as well that you've yep. been on. You can go listen to The Great Jake, and you're going to be on there many, many more times called, obnoxiously, The Darren Martin Show. Hey, we'll sit and have beers uh, next time. Yeah, I love it. There's, uh, you know, everything else, Instagram, you know, uh, all, all the outlets, Facebook, all that. If you just Google Darren Martin with the spelling right, you'll probably you'll probably find me. Obviously, the books are on Amazon, yep. on um, on Kindle, and I'm working on the Audible versions. I've got Audible of uh, Company of Owners, but I'm working on. In fact, today I'm going to record Beast Whale and some awesome. of the other ones. So, well, we're going to be giving away a few copies of the Sync, and so to be eligible, we're going to need you to comment, leave us a review on iTunes. Comment what you love about the show, and then also go check out Darren's show um, as well. Leave us a comment that you were able to check his out, and then we'll be picking a lucky winner at random this week. Um, actually, three lucky winners at random this week uh, to receive a book and some other goodies from Compete. So, Darren, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, awesome. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, make comments and so forth, hoping to get another <laughs> Compete uh, shirt. There actually, we go. I'm just gonna go buy some. How's that? <laughs> That'll work too. <laughs> And that wraps up another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I hope you caught the tips for the giveaway of these books. I've got multiple copies of Darren's book, The Sink, and I would absolutely love to get one in your hands to encourage you and challenge you with some ways that you can make the world better, make your sink in this world better. And so to be eligible to receive one of those copies in, or to be eligible for the drawing and to receive one of those copies, I need you to do a couple of things. One, you got to subscribe to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. If you're already subscribed, boom, you've got a leg up. If you are not, click that subscribe button on your iPhone, uh, go to iTunes, select that option, but subscribe to the show. Give us a little bit of love. Number two, I need you to leave a comment on the podcast show on iTunes, ratings and reviews. Give us a rating. Give us a review. We read all of those for feedback, um, but in this term, it's going to help us out. Choose someone to give this book, a copy of this book away to. And finally, go over to Dr. Darren Martin, the Darren Martin podcast. Check it out. You can find me on one of the episodes. He's had a ton of guests. Listen to an episode or two of his show. Give him a subscribe as well. We're going to pick some lucky winners to receive copies of The Sync so that they can find a way to clean their sink, improve their relationships and community, and keep being better than yesterday. As always, to reach the show, drop us a note at podcast at competeeveryday.com. I would love to hear from you. You can reach me directly if you want through that email or on social media. Just say hi. Uh, on Instagram, life is worth competing for is my handle. And I always love interacting with fans of the show. Let us know who you want to hear from on the show, who you would love to see as a guest, or some topics you'd like us to deep dive into. As always, keep competing, keep pursuing greatness, and finding ways that you can be better than yesterday. Thank you.